Hey, thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. Come on now. Hey, it's great to see all of you. Thanks so much for being here today. Uh, We are excited about uh, what God has done in this last year in 2020 and uh, have great faith for 2021. Can I get an amen? All right. And uh, great to see all of you. Uh, My name is David and uh, we're so glad that you have come to be a part today. Hey, uh, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to go Matthew chapter 6 today. And on January 3rd, we're going to begin uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so since we started the church, uh, we have started each year uh, with a season of prayer and fasting. And so these three weeks are a season for us to push the plate away or push Instagram away or push Netflix away and take a season to pray and fast. And so I actually want to take uh, this morning and I want to just talk through the idea of prayer and fasting. And, and really, this is just an encouragement for each one of you um, to ask God what God might be encouraging you to fast during 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so um, anyway, if you have your Bibles, let's go. Matthew chapter six, that's where we're gonna go today. I'm gonna talk to you about three different kinds of fast that we see in the New Testament. And so there's a whole lot of fasting that we read about in the Old Testament. I'm going uh, to focus today on two different times that we see Jesus talking about fasting. One time we see the early church in Antioch. And so that's where we're going today. Let's pray and go after it. Father, we love you. I thank you for what you're doing in our church. And God, we give to you 2021. And God, in the same way, Lord Jesus, that we take the first, uh, the first day of the week, Sunday, and we just consecrate it to you and we give you our first and our best, Lord Jesus. In the same way we give our finance and we take the first 10% and give our first and our best, we want to take the first 21 days, this season, 21 days, and give to you 2021. And God, we ask, Lord, that you would be at work in our hearts and in our lives. God, we pray that we would see a supernatural move of God in 2021. Lord, we ask, Lord Jesus, that right now in the middle of a time where it's so easy to be cynical or frustrated, we pray for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We pray that we would be alive with faith, alive with the power of God, alive with a devotional life that's soaring. And I pray for my friends. I pray that you'd lead them. I pray that you speak to them. I pray for prophetic whispers for each one of them where they know God is speaking. Thank you for what you're going to do. We love you. And everybody said amen. Amen. Uh, I was talking with my triplet sister, Deborah, probably about 10 years ago. We're sitting in my living room and we are talking about fasting. And Deborah said a phrase that I love. She said, David, fasting is my friend. (laughs) I thought not many people in the whole world would say fasting is my friend. And she began to talk about the Holy Spirit at work in her heart. And she began to talk about how much she enjoyed fasting. And of course, there's the dichotomy of loving fasting and hating fasting at the same time. But she was talking in the positive way about how she was experiencing God at work in her life as she had embraced the discipline or the habit or the process of being a person of prayer 
and fasting. And so my working title for this week that I wrote, boom, right there on my computer that I wanted to name this sermon today, fasting is my friend. But the more I worked on it, I just couldn't go there. (laughs) I just, I was just, I was like, oh God, I want that to be true. I just don't got quite what Deborah's got quite yet. And so I began to think about, yeah, I want revelation on the word of God. Yeah, I definitely want to have my heart soar. I want more activity of the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in supernatural activity. But oh God, I deeply love Chick-fil-A. And I just said Chick-fil-A today because all of you are fasting that today because it's Sunday. Just wanted you to feel good about yourself. And so, and, uh, but I was thinking about uh, that fasting has got so many challenges too. So you have this love-hate relationship with fasting and so I thought fasting is, is a friend, but fasting is also an enemy because <laughs> fasting is painful. Fasting means foregoing my flesh. Fasting means headaches. Fasting means some pain. And so I thought today's sermon title is not fasting is my friend. Here's the title for today. Fasting is both friend and enemy. Fasting is my frenemy. All right. And so that's where we're going with today, because I think for most of us, we know that in our journey, fasting has got this incredible peace where my spirit begins to soar. It's got this peace where we read Jesus talking about fasting and we want to engage with what Jesus encourages us to do and challenges us to do. And and yet at the same time, man, we live in a culture that has declared war on our interior life. And we are tempted to engage in not just feeding with food, but man, everything in the culture to fill up our minds and our affections with screens and entertainment and sport and material. I mean, there's so much available to us. And where I want to go today is I want to, I want to encourage you to just ask the Holy Spirit what he's inviting you to with this fast on January 3rd through 23rd. And I'd like to invite you to just take a step in fasting. So if you're new to fasting, I want you to just ask the Lord and just do whatever he tells you to do. And some of you will take a bigger step. Some of you take a bigger step, but the whole idea is that it's between you and God. And we just want to create the space for the season and let you obey God and do what he's called you to do. So Jesus talks about fasting, Matthew chapter six. Let's read this. And then we're going to talk about three different fasts that we see in the New Testament. Matthew six, Jesus says, when you fast, which just starting there, you've got this idea of fasting is assumed. Jesus says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. So he's saying their motive is to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full, which means nothing from God, nothing from his father. They've received their reward. They've been applauded. They've been seen by man. But when, you're, but when you fast, assumed, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only, intriguing word, only to your father. So the motive is to be seen by your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That's what I want to go after today. What are the rewards, the benefits, the unseen benefits that God gives to the person who is fasting? God at work in your life. That's my aim. And I think when we look through the whole Old Testament, you've got people that are fasting. It's a part of the Old Testament story. You've got Elijah fasting. You've got um, Moses fasting. 
And we've got Daniel fasting. We've got Esther fasting. It's a part of all that. But I want to focus in today because Jesus gives us some commentary. And I think for many of us, uh, we, we tend to take fasting and put it on a category as if it's for those other Christians, but not me, because I have this love affair with food that most people just don't have. And so I just want you to know everybody loves. Okay, so it ain't just you, right? And I just want to invite you to just ask God, okay, God, what are you inviting me to? So not what is David saying? What are you saying? Not even necessarily, we as a church are are going to engage in the season of 21 days of prayer and fasting, but I'd like it to be a dialogue between you and God on what fasting looks like for you, what God's called you to fast in this season. And I've narrowed this down to, I'm going to just kind of name these three different, uh, three different fasts that I see. And uh, the first one is, is, comes out of Matthew 17. And I'm calling this a freedom fast. And let's just read the text. You can name it what you want. But I see this is about, this is about a person being set free from demonic activity. So here Jesus addressed the disciples and he gives uh, a little window into prayer and fasting. And it's about the power of God existing in greater measure as a result of prayer and fasting. So don't let it just be what I'm saying or what some preacher or theologian says. Here's the text. Let's read it. And I just want you to just ask the Lord what he would speak to you about this idea of power that exists as a result of prayer and fasting and the freedom that this person finds. Here we go, a lot of Bible. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers, uh, sorry, and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, and here's the phrase, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came and to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except for prayer and fasting. So Jesus here connects these two ideas. He de- describes them as two things. He says, you're this faithless and perverse generation. And then he gives the, re- the answer. He says, You're faithless, you have unbelief, and you're perverse. You've got this wickedness. You're connected to the wicked ways of the world. And when he gives prayer and fasting, it's the solution to this unbelief and this perverse, perversion. It's the answer. It's the solution. So what is the solution to my unbelief conversation with God? It's prayer. It's dialoguing with God so that I see more of how God sees rather than just how I see with my own eyes. It is God's perspective, not just my perspective. How do I increase my faith? How do I grow to where I'm not a person of unbelief, but a person of belief? It is the idea of prayer connected to God. And fasting is unplugging 
from the perversion of the world or even just the pleasures of the world or the wickedness of the world and, and really engaging with God. So I grow in faith, I grow in belief, and I unplug, I disconnect. So when we fast something, it's not necessarily that we're always fasting something that is bad. It's, we could be fasting something that is a good thing. It's easy to make good gifts from God, our idols. And when we pull away and we say, I'm going to take a season of fasting, we're strengthening our spirit. We're strengthening our connection to God. And we're growing in our appetites for God. And there's this shift in our desires to where instead of the things of the world being what we desire, we desire the things of God. And so here in this context, this, I would call it a freedom fast, because the result of this power of God movement is freedom from this demonic activity. So when you look at your own life and you look at these 21 days of prayer and fasting, there could be a fast for you that would help you get free in the same way that this boy had this demonic activity, right? Here in the text, maybe there is something in your life that is keeping you bound. Maybe there's something that looks so much like the world that doesn't look like Jesus. And this season of prayer and fasting could help you walk in greater freedom. So if you engage in this 21 days of prayer and fasting, you disconnect from something that you love for someone that you love even more. You disconnect. So I think that it could be that you grow in freedom from greed, which is just normal in our culture, or freedom from lust, which is just normal in our culture or freedom from comparison, which just runs our, our worlds. There's so many different things. I want you to ask God, what are the things that keep me in chains? What are the things that keep me not looking like Christ that I could walk in a degree of freedom? And here Jesus, he's talking to his disciples and he says, there is something in prayer and fasting that harnesses strength, gains strength, power of God. Most of us become just used to the demonic influences in our lives. We get used to the things that keep us shackled to the planet and we make excuses for it. What happens if you have a vision for freedom? And in 2021, as we go into this season of prayer and fasting, just like in Matthew 17, you come before God and you say, all right, I, Lord, I'm giving you the, I'm going to name this fast as a freedom fast. And specifically, I want freedom in this area. You could see God's activity in your life and you could, you could even just pray this Matthew 17 text and say, I desire freedom. Second one is this, uh, is this, is this idea of purpose. And so here at Radiant, we talk about know God, find freedom. And that's the idea I was just talking about. I think that's one of the things that we could experience. And then I want to call this next, this next one a purpose fast. Because it could be that in 21 days of prayer and fasting, you could go from ministry boredom to intentional purpose. It could, go that, it could be that you transition out of a casual approach to the things that are on God's heart and really excited about what's on your heart to a transition to where you care about what's on his heart, even at the level to where you'll voluntarily give up some of the things of the planet because you care about what's on God's heart. So let's look at the church of Antioch, Acts chapter 13. Uh, 
Church in Antioch, Acts chapter 13, verse two. While, so this is the church. While they were worshiping the Lord, here's the phrase, and fasting. Intriguing. So here's, here's New Testament church, early church, Acts 13. And they are fasting. So some people think maybe fasting isn't necessarily for the New Testament church. Just want you to see, here's the activity, church in Antioch, and they're worshiping and fasting. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, that's what I'm praying happens to you in our 21 days, that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. It's God's activity. The, the when is not fasting. The when is God at work. Fasting is just the discipline where we set our hearts before God and say, God, I want what you want. So the win is not the discipline. The win is not the gateway. The win is not the road. The win is the person of God at work inside of you. This is just an avenue. This is just a road. This is just a gateway. So the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Here is the early church of Antioch sending out Paul and Barnabas. And it's in the context where they get the vision through fasting. So worship and fasting, prayer and fasting, but in that environment, you have the Holy Spirit speaking and they send them out. Just want you to see this because it could be that in these 21 days that God takes you from a place of not taking steps in the purpose in your life to actually taking that big step and giving you a burden, opening up your eyes to see, Each one of you have a purpose. All of us do. Each one of us have a purpose from God. And when you worship and fast, pray and fast, here at church in Antioch, it was in that context that they sent out. So I just want you to begin to just think about what could it be for you? It's intriguing to me because actually in Acts 9, there's the story of Paul and he goes from Saul to Paul and Acts 9 has the encounter with Jesus, road to Damascus. And in that context, there's three days where after, after Jesus appears to Saul and he becomes Paul, there's these three days where he's blind, where he can't see. And when we read Acts 9, these, in those days, he actually fasts, Paul fasts. And I think it's interesting that then when Ananias prays for him in Acts 9 and suddenly he can see again, all of a sudden he's got a new purpose. He knows, all right, Jesus appeared to me and he has given me this vision to take the good news of the gospel to the Gentiles. I've got purpose. Here's what I invite you to. Maybe this season of prayer and fasting opens up your eyes to see more of what God's called you to do. So I think of it this way. I think of fasting as a part of maturity. So we know that we are saved by grace through faith. Fasting has nothing to do with this salvation piece, but as you care about what God cares about, then you enter into this, I wanna be a part of the things of what God is doing in my generation. I, I care about what's on God's heart and it's an issue of discipleship or maturity. So I was thinking about it this way um, on Christmas day of two days ago, this year, 2020, I sat at a table with my dad and my mom. Let's give Jesus a big hand for that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of your prayers. And so my dad's out of the hospital and 
We're having this meal together, Christmas dinner, and my dad begins to tell me about how much uh, he enjoys listening to me preach. And I said, just keep on talking, dad, just keep on talking. And he was like, you know, he'd finish. I'm like, just tell me more about that, how much you enjoy it, you know. Like. And here's, here's what he was saying. He was just talking about how, he was talking about some of the d- dynamics and some of the things he loves about Radiant Church. And he's transitioned from being in person to being a part of our online campus. And so he's now engaging with us every week. He was watching in the last service, gave me some pointers on how I could preach this service a little bit better than the last one. <laughs> and, uh, and but, but here's what I was thinking. I could feel his delight. I could just sense it. And, and be, I mean, I could sense it because he emphatically verbalized it. Um, <laughs> about how much he loves me telling people about Jesus. And I was thinking about, this is what my dad has done with his life. So my dad is a preacher. This is my dad's vision for his life. So there was a day where my dad would just take care of me, and he bought me Cheetos and mac and cheese and a Dukes of Hazard lunchbox, and he just took care of his son. But as I grew, not as much as I'd like, but as I grew uh, and matured, I started to value what my father valued. You with me? So I transitioned from just, I want my needs and what can my father do for me, to what I cared about my father and what he values. So then when I continued to be a pastor or a preacher like my dad, there's this great joy that my dad has because his son values what he values, and it's, it's about maturity. So think about your life. Our temptation is to stay like little children, and as long as I can use God as a means to accomplish my goals, then I like God. But fasting is this on-ramp that says... I want to step into a place of maturity where I care about what God cares about. So it's about the Father. He says, you want to voluntarily forego some of the legitimate American pleasures in order to engage with and care about the eternal pleasures of God? You you want to care about the church of Jesus Christ expanding across the planet? You want to care about a praying people, a fasting people, a holy people, a set-apart people? And, And God... When, when you fast, this is, this is not as a, this is a theological, it's not a salvific issue. It's a maturity. It's, a, oh, I just, I want to be close to God. I want to care about what he cares about. And so Acts 13 is the story of this ministry that grows out of these people that are praying and fasting. So I was sitting with a friend this week and uh, I just had this, I could see, like I have this ministry idea that's going to take some time. It's going to take some efforts. It's going to take some dollars for this ministry assignment to take place. But I was explaining to him, I can just see it. In 2021, I've got this vision. I can just see it. I don't know how I got it. I just, I just know I've been praying. I see God and I can just see it. And I was actually, as I was driving to the meeting, I just I could see it. Then, it. then it came up in the conversation as I'm dialoguing, and I just knew. So what I said in the meal this week was, I can see the blueprints for it. It's like I can just see it in my head. Okay? So here's what that is. That is 
the Holy Spirit revealing, opening up, taking the scales out of my eyes so that I can see a ministry project. I can see something that's gonna help expand the kingdom. And then I give my yes to obeying. So as you fast, like they are here in, the, in Antioch, and they worship and fast, they, can, they go, we're gonna expand. We're gonna send out Paul and Barnabas. You, when you look at Paul, all right, he's fasting and man, Three days later, he can just, he can see. And it's this physical picture of, of what I want to talk about in, in, in a spiritual picture where suddenly God opens up the eyes of your heart in the context of fasting. And maybe for some of you, there's new freedom and you get victory. I've known someone who struggled with pornography and it was just ruining his life. And through prayer and fasting, he found freedom and has never gone back. Some of you, you, you come to prayer and fasting and you'll be surprised. You'll just get blueprints. Like you'll just, I, you, it's the Holy Spirit giving you these ideas. So maybe you see a small group that reaches young adults that love to play basketball. Or maybe you have this vision of uh, a freedom small group or you get this vision of how we could give funds to make a difference in the 1040 window to reach unreached people. Or maybe you get this vision of how you could uh, minister to teenagers. You, I don't know. It could be anything, but it's, it's radiant is set up in such a way that we want to help just the dreams of God, the thing that God gives you the blueprints for, where we can just kind of help you step into those things. And so I think that for many of us, these 21 days could result in new levels of purpose, new levels of like, you just, you just see it. You, and, and there's... There's these ministry pieces that open up. Last one is what I'm just going to call a relational fast, but this is another time Jesus engages and he's talking about the motive of his disciples to fast. Here we go, Matthew 9, 14. Last one. Then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom Mourn while he is with them. The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. So intriguing kind of concept here because Jesus refers to this time where he is here with his disciples as a party, as this wedding celebration. And he says, right now it's celebration time, but when I'm gone, then they will fast. And so it's this fasting of expectation for his return. It's this, fast, this fasting because I want to be close to God. It's really this ache, this longing. If you picture Peter, James, John, Philip, I mean, imagine doing life after Jesus ascends to heaven and you're trying to be faithful to the Great Commission and you're trying to do the things that Jesus told you to do and, and you've got this memory of walking with Jesus and listening to him preach and seeing him do miracles and you've seen him cast out demons and you've seen him walk on water. There's this, ah, I just love him. I, I miss him. I look forward. I anticipate being with him again. And I think for many of us, this fast may be as simple as in your own walk with Jesus, your own devotional life, where you grow in relationship. I just want to be close to God you read David through the Psalms where he's talking about this great desire where being close to God satisfies like the richest of foods, beyond the richest of foods. It's, it's language of, of closeness and intimacy and friendship with God. 
So these are really some of the core ideas of our church. And I believe this fasting idea can accelerate finding freedom. It can accelerate knowing God. It can accelerate discovering your purpose. And so I'll say it this way. Uh, my boy, Justice, uh, when he was six, we, uh, I took him with me on a trip and we were in the Denver International Airport and there was those moving sidewalks. And at six years old, my son was more excited about the moving sidewalk than he was the airplane. I mean, he just thought that was the coolest thing. And so uh, we went on the first one. And then on the second one, there was, the, you know, he knew what it was by the second one. And he saw people walking beside us, voluntarily choosing not to take the moving sidewalk. And he said to me, dad, why would they not take the moving sidewalk? I said, I don't know. And he said, dad, but the moving sidewalk is faster. I said, I, I know. And he said, why would you not take this? And I said, I, I don't know. There are people that don't choose it. We choose the sidewalk. We are the sidewalk kind of people. There are people that just don't want to. And he was baffled at the foolishness of the people who don't take the moving sidewalk. You could get to your plane faster. You could get to to your burger faster. You could get to the bathroom faster. Wherever you're going, it goes faster. You could work less if you take the moving sidewalk. Fasting's the moving sidewalk. Fasting accelerates it. You come before God and you say, God, I want freedom. God, I want purpose. God, I want to be close to you. And God says, I'll take that voluntary sacrifice. I'll take your intentional unplugging from things that feed your flesh. And I'm telling you, we live in a wealthy culture. We live in an entertained culture. We live in a culture where fasting is challenging. And I know that it's easy to slam American culture all the time. I want to encourage you with fasting. I think there's a chance that you get Matthew 6, Jesus saying that your father rewards. Maybe there's great reward for people that live in this wealthy materialistic culture that actually voluntarily fast. He goes, wow, fasting as an American, (laughs) well done. Because you have perpetual social media, perpetual Netflix, perpetual buffets. I mean, with so much, I mean, Amazon's got so much at our door in two days. I mean, we have so much. And you just say, and I don't, even when I say this, like, I don't really care. I mean, I want you just to listen to God and fast the thing that God puts in your heart. It's, it, it's, it's mostly about you giving your yes. And I think God goes, I love to reward those who fast in secret. So the culture at Radiant is a culture where it's not about where there's conversations about what you're fasting. It's this you and God fast. It's just you and him. And the motive is him. The motive is these ideas. And God goes, I'll Give rewards to those that fast. And I want to invite you to ask God. So it's not what the preacher talks about. It's not about an article that you read. I want to invite you to think and pray, get alone with God. That's why we're giving you this whole next week is for you to say, what do you want me to fast in this season? So there are some of you that, man, you could, you, you could read about a 21-day fast and go, okay, wow, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the full-on fasting food for 21 days. And there's many people in our church that could give testimony of God's work in their lives with that. For me, I'll tell you this, for me, there was, <laughs> there was a guy that led me to fast when I was 19, and uh, I just thought I was going to die. 
That's why I call this our frenemy, because I really thought I could, I could die. I mean, I had a lot less. I mean, I had a lot less on me when I was 19 than I do now. Like, you know, like I was afraid of death in that season. I was talking to one buddy of mine. I was telling him, "You could fast," and he goes, "Bro, I can't fast. I have never said no to queso a day in my life. I can't go without food. I can't even go without queso." Anyway, fasting is now his friend. But anyway, I, I just want to encourage you that, like, maybe, maybe this is that kind of fast for you. I would encourage you. Pray about it. Ask God. 21 days. I, I, I mean, m- when we read, I mean, Jesus fasted for 40 days. We've got, I mean, it's all through the Old Testament of examples of fasting. But this is, that's a, a, a pretty powerful fast. And I just want you to, t- I would encourage you just to listen to God and take a step. Some of you may take like Daniel. And Daniel, Daniel had a fast where he just fasted some of the king's royal food. So he still had food to sustain him, but not the delicacies. This is one that many people jump in with, where it's like, okay, I'm going to be intentional and just forego some of the delicacies of the culture, some of the great foods, and I'm going to live on vegetables or something like that. For Daniel, it's vegetables and water, right? That's a, that, that, I, I, I read that in the scripture, and I think it's a legitimate form of fasting. I think in America, one of the best things we can do is when we fast these time wasters. You know, if you can, if you pray about fasting social media, I said this last week, but man, a lot of the studies say that even in 2020, the amount of, of social media and streaming movies and streaming TV has gone way up. And so, so to me, this is not a moment for you to just stop doing something, right? This isn't the moment where you just say, okay, I'm going to give something up. It's where you actually withhold, you stop, and you insert prayer. If you just change how you eat, it's a diet. I want to invite you to pray. I want to invite you to, maybe you could pull back on that hour of social media and just be intentional. I'm going to pray. Or that, whatever it is, sports or TV or something, to just pull back and go, in these 21 days, I'm going to pray. And you'll watch. One of the things that God does as you unplug from those things and plug into God through prayer and fasting, God actually transforms desires. It's one of the things as you starve your flesh and feed your faith, you'll see God's activity in your life. And so the the enemy side is starving your flesh and it's painful and but, the, and the, but you're starting to experience this. But I'm closer to God and I see maybe I'm finding some freedom or I got the blueprints. I start to see what God's called me to do. I'm starting to see what God wants me to do differently than I did before. Or maybe I'm a, I feel like I'm close to God. I'm a friend of God. And I love that. When Moses goes up on the hill, I mean, literally he's talking with God and he just, I mean, no eating for 40 days. I was just thinking about that idea. Like maybe there's this friendship with God dynamic where you just, you're so fascinated, you just actually have less, you know, like less pressing for your rights to the pleasures of the planet because you're so enthusiastically after the spiritual pleasures of eternity. And I just want to invite you to pray and ask God to just take a step. I believe that this season of prayer and fasting in January can be a season for your spirit to soar. 
for you to actually grow in loving God, grow in seeing what God's called you to do with your life, finding freedom in some area of your life. And, and, I, and, and the, the win for me, the goal, is, is that you would just listen and obey. Like, even this morning, that you would just pray and say, God, what does it look like? What, what, what do you want me to fast? And, and I dream about you engaging with us, just even if it's a baby step. Like, even if it's something that you can just, that comfort fast idea, that third category, even if it's just small, but, but I think, I just picture God's smile on us as a church when we've got us engaging in season of prayer and fasting. And I'd like you to just think, okay, God, what would it look like? So I'm gonna give you a moment here, but I'd like this to be what you pray. One of the things you add to your time with God this week, where you just pray about God, what are you calling me to? In radiance, 21 days of prayer and fasting. What could I fast? What could it look like? Open up my eyes, open up my heart. I'd like to invite you, would you just bow your heads and would you just take just, just one minute and we just say, God, reveal to me. Maybe invite me. God, show me what I, what, what, are, you, what are you calling me to? As a church, we've engaged in 21 days of prayer and fasting at the start of every year. And I believe that this next year in 2021 could be our most powerful. Now, if you, there's some of you maybe even here just today, you're sensing like the Holy Spirit's just giving you this idea. Will you just give him your yes? Yes, God. You got this week to think and prepare and plan and shop, get your food right, delete some accounts. <laughs> just give him your yes. And maybe you're here today you look at your life and those things that I'm talking about, those are the gods in your life. I mean, living for your own entertainment, living for fun. Maybe that is the God of your life. And today you say, I don't want those things to be the gods of my life. I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Today as a church, we just want to encourage you that as followers of Jesus, we believe it's the best decision that we've ever made and that you could ever make. And we want to just encourage you that you can say yes to Jesus. And today, he will save you. You begin this journey as a follower of Jesus. If that's true of you, like you want that today, whether you're online, maybe somebody just shared this link with you. Maybe you're scrolling through Facebook. Or maybe you're in the room. But if you want to begin that journey with Jesus, I want to invite you to just begin. And this isn't the only thing you say to God, but today is the perfect day to make your first day of surrendering your life to Jesus. Just begin that life by just saying, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. Save me. I give you my future. I don't want to go my way. I want to go your way. Give me new life in Christ Jesus. I might spend eternity with you. I give you everything. 
Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer online or in the room, if you just go to our website, there's a place where you can just fill out a card, the connection card, and tell us that you made that decision to follow Jesus. We wanna be in touch with you this week. We'll email you and we'll help you get resourced and connected.